hosting the Two Blokes Talking Tech. Proudly provided by Web Central. Now, it's time for Two Blokes Talking Tech. I just think technology is awesome. Good advice for anyone who is looking for a laptop. For the latest news and information about technology. Now that, that's the guy. <laughs> it's so hard to take a bad photo now with these cameras. I think that stuff is just brilliant. It is something that people really need to look at. Two Blokes Talking Tech. Haven't we got the best jobs in the world? We have. <laughs> we absolutely have the best jobs. Trevor Long from yourtechlife.com. I love talking technology. And Stephen Fennick from techguide.com.au. Do you really need a 10 megapixel camera to take those images? I'd say not. Two Blokes Talking Tech. Embrace those little ideas there. Have a look around and, and ask questions. This is Two Blokes Talking Tech. And thank you for listening. Thank you for downloading. This is Two Blokes Talking Tech. As it says on the packet, uh, episode 37, I'm Trevor Long from yourtechlife.com. Joining me each and every week, Stephen Fennick from techguide.com.au. G'day, mate. Hello, Trevor. Mate, uh, big week. And I just want to tell you quickly, I got a lovely email just minutes before recording from uh, Paul from up at Malula in Queensland, which is just north of, uh, what, Caboolture, Bribey Island, up that way. Love the show, boys. Keep up the good work. Have not long started listening to podcasts and like to listen to yours and others on the way to work in the morning. Sure beats Sunny Coast Breakfast Radio. Well, let's not be too hard on breakfast radio, but uh, thanks for the email, Paul. Good to hear from you. And if anyone else wants to get in touch, you can go to twoblokestalkingtech.com. Let's get straight into it. Well, it's a very, very big week for computer gamers uh, with the release of probably the game of the year, I'll say, and that's Call of Duty Modern Warfare 3. And this, oh. is, this is not just a game of the year, this is like the release of the year, because games now event. releases, is, is, they, they, they gross like movies do these days. Well, the original Modern Warfare, which was released in 2009, just ahead of Avatar, actually set a record for the largest, the biggest entertainment release of all time. Amazing. So it made more money in its first week than any film, including Avatar, anything else. So it's serious business. So uh, it's obviously with, uh, there's plenty of anticipation around Modern Warfare 3. Black Ops came out a year ago, but this is back to Infinity War, the original creators of uh, Modern Warfare uh, 1 and 2. Uh, and I've been playing it uh, quite a lot. I nearly pulled an all-nighter playing online in the <laughs> campaign. And I have to say that they've taken the original Modern Warfare 2, which is an excellent game to begin with, and added several layers of polish. It is a, it, it's such a cinematic game that's it's added, it's ramped everything up in all departments. It's excellent. So for people who, like me, have a console but maybe don't play a lot of uh, you know different games, maybe they're stuck in their rut, like me, sell me the game. Uh, we're talking first-person shooter. We're talking getting right in the, in the battle action. Absolutely. Well, first-person shooter's right, so you're staring down a gun most of the time, but... The, there's plenty of variety in the game. There, there's there's a, there's a scene where you're driving a boat through the down down the new the river beside Manhattan. Boats are blowing up. You've got to avoid avoid the obstacles. There, there's a, a section there where you ray you you infiltrate a, a Russian submarine. Uh, there's also an area where you're you're piloting a drone, piloting a remote uh, machine gun. So there's plenty of variety in the gameplay. So it's not just shooting with a gun all the time uh, and the cinematic uh, effect of, of the whole game you know you're, you're, you're in a helicopter flying through the skyscrapers of Manhattan shooting down enemy helicopters it's, there's plenty of action it just doesn't let up Am I to assume that you're in this game, this tech game, because you need an excuse to play games like this? Because seriously, man, the way you talk about this, it's like your wife's like, Steve, man, get back to, you know, do the dishes. And you're like, honey, I'm working, okay? 
Absolutely. Well, I did actually say, look, I need to. Uh, I'm just going to spend some time. I need to finish the campaign so I can write my review. So I, I do actually have to get through the whole game. I'm about a third of the. I'm about halfway through. I'd say now. Does your wife so, check the website regularly, TechGuide.com, to make sure absolutely. you are actually reviewing the things that you say you're reviewing? <laughs> She does. She believes me. My wife trusts me, and she says, "Yes, I understand, dear. That's part of your work, and I support you." So, all right. So, queue, there were queues around the block at some of these places. This is fanatical stuff, and it's interesting yes. because I looked at uh, a bit of the history of Call of Duty because I'm not not massively into it, um, but I love these style games. Don't get me wrong; I played a lot of Rainbow Six many years ago and whatnot, so I love that style of game. Um, but uh, it, when before Call of Duty was Modern Warfare, it was just Call of Duty. It was a yes. good and popular game, but my goodness, didn't the isn't an evolution of a game that's really just taken it to the next level, this Modern Warfare series, which is just phenomenal, really, isn't it? Yeah, well, the, 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 the engine that runs the game, so the whole engine, so even, even we, we really have to mention the online component of Call mm-hmm. of Duty, which is probably the most popular part. I'd, I'd say it's a good bet that mo- more people jumped online to play this game before they played the campaign. It's it's that right. popular to play online. But on the in the on the campaign side, it's quite an involved story. Now this is picks up exactly where you left off from Modern Warfare Two. So if you haven't played Modern Warfare Two, you're right in the middle of the action. You really need there isn't much of a summary of what went before it. Right. There is a small sort of recap but if you're going in cold, you, you're right in the middle of this story. The search is on for Makarov, the sort of Russian ultra-nationalist, the terrorist who is causing havoc around the world. Uh, you know, the heroes are falling down all over the place, and we, we uh, you know, you've really got to take up arms. You play several characters uh, in in this search for Makarov that takes you to all corners of the world. Of the world, so. Excellent voice acting in it. The sound is terrific. I'm playing it in my home theatre. It makes great use of the surround sound as well. Uh, it's just a great story all around. So really cinematic. It's like, it's like a movie you can control. I feel like uh, David and you're Margaret from At The Movies and we're reviewing a movie. That's, what, that's how immersive this is, isn't it? It's a movie. It is absolutely. It's a movie that you that you control with the, with the you got the controller and you're making the decisions. So it's it's up to how well you go. Uh, it depends on how how far you go in the game. If you love Call of Duty, we're not telling you anything you didn't know. But if you're into gaming, you've got to get out and check out Call of Duty: Modern Warfare Three and the full review at TechGuide.com.au coming soon. Now, mate, I uh, did something very unusual this week. I flew Jetstar. I don't normally fly Jetstar, <laughs> I have to be honest. Uh, I am a little bit of a snob, and I do like my Qantas club. Um, but I flew Jetstar to Auckland, or they flew me, actually, to Auckland, um, for, for no other reason than to fly back. Um, because on the flight back, uh, which was, what, Tuesday morning, the uh, flight into Melbourne, they launched their first iPad in-flight entertainment system. So on the plane, there were... 24 iPads distributed to lucky people, including uh, the couple of journos that were on the plane. And uh, essentially, mate, this is the this is the new way of in-flight entertainment. The the iPads will be available. There's 3,000 iPads now in the Jetstar fleet. 24 on every A320 and uh, 20, 30 on different different numbers on different planes. But essentially, there's a limited number, not one for every passenger. You pay 10 bucks uh, or 15 if you're going overseas, and you get this iPad as you walk on the plane. You're allowed to, use, or you get it as the you know you get to altitude. And, mate, you, you turn it on, and it's essentially just a, a whole stack of apps built into the iPad. You can launch movies, uh, music, a whole heap of albums on there, TV shows, books, and games. And, mate, it's, it's all the normal in-flight entertainment. It's Hollywood blockbusters, current blockbusters. It makes blockbusters. sense, doesn't it? 
this, it was only a matter of time before this happened. Like the iPad is, it's a, it's an essential to like. I, I never get on a plane without my iPad. I think it's an excellent uh, way to enter to, for entertainment um, in mid flights. So I think good move by Jetstar to implement this straight away. Uh, like I said, it, it was it was a move that was always going to happen. Yeah. You, I wouldn't be surprised if all the other airlines are going to uh, take a leaf out of their book and, and copy that same uh, the same uh, exercise there. So, yeah. well, well, any any idea on the cost of it though? Do you, is, is it part of your fare or is it extra? No, so what you do is um, if you, you can buy it on, you can actually hire one on the plane for 10 okay. bucks. Uh, or uh, fifteen dollars, and it's, this is all per sector. So if you're going, you know, to from two, so you got a, you got different hops, then it's a different price every sector. But essentially, you know, Perth to Melbourne, it's ten bucks. Uh, but if you're taking a longer haul flight on one of their A330s, it's fifteen dollars, or you can pre-book online, which is important because on those big planes, there's a lot of people and there's not a lot of iPads, so you can pre-book for twelve bucks. It's bottom line, it's not a lot of money for a fair bit of entertainment. They're putting it in a, in a new rugged case that has a backup battery in it, and essentially. There's 20 hours of battery life in their backup battery, so it could go okay. on a 10-hour long haul and back without charging, so they've got themselves covered there. Um, what, a, what about the content? Is the content streamed, or is it on aboard the iPad already? It's all built in. So essentially, okay. if you did put it under your arm and run off with it, uh, you could watch all the blockbusters. <laughs> but they, They'd take you, tackle you to the ground and get you in headlock. As I, I said in my review, the, the, the simple fact is they know where you are. They know who you are. You know Who's going to run, run away with it? Seriously, it's an iPad. Um, but yeah, it's all built into it. So you're essentially at your own mercy there. You can do whatever you want. And that's the benefit of it. I find with in-flight systems, sometimes you're pressing and waiting, pressing and waiting. There's a bit of delay. This is an iPad. It's just like having your own iPad with all this content preloaded and off you go, mate. So really yeah, exciting stuff. Does it have stuff. a stand as well so you can sit it up on your tray table so you've got a comfortable viewing angle? So they gave it to us in a very standard iPad case, but they tell us that they're putting it in a rugged, special you know, case with a battery, which it also says has a stand. So I haven't seen that yet. We haven't cited it. But they're also going to build into the seats in time a mount so you can actually clip it on and, and use it there. Look, a great, great concept, uh, good publicity because it's a world first, but just deep down, it's a really simple thing to use. And I reckon for ten bucks, you de- look. If you were prepared to pay five or ten bucks for for Virgin's Foxtel service, you definitely yeah. pay the ten bucks for this for the blockbuster movies. And and the other thing is, there's magazines there. I I, I had a flick through Wheels magazine, mate. I pay nine bucks for Wheel, Wheels magazine and news agents, and I don't read it. I flick through it, and that's yep. exactly what I did on the plane. So, oh, so it was on the iPad. It was on the iPad. Yes, or? yes, exactly. Okay. So, so it's got, not just movies. It's it's new magazines as well. That's really magazines. Cool. There's there's a whole stack of albums on there too. Music. There's there's games. You know, some of the game loft games are all on there. Uh, you know, mate. It's and there's a kid zone too, just quickly. So you can you could you could hire one, give it to your kids, and open up the kid zone, and they can only see the kids content uh, unless they find the button to exit out, which is pretty cool. <laughs> um, and but we did, I, I have to say, pretty silly move of Jetstar putting technology people on the plane because it only took about ten minutes to find our way into the settings so that you could actually you know look at the iPad settings and turn Wi-Fi <laughs> on and all that kind of stuff. So if they so did you put, hacked it already, eh? Yeah, if they, you hadn't if, even got off the ground. I yet. put a video on YouTube of it too. <laughs> they won't be happy with me. <laughs> if, if you if you did have a game on there like Battleship for example which won't be on there because it's not because it's not game loft you could totally play bluetooth on the plane which would be awesome but i think casa um the civil aviation safety authority might have a problem with that anyway jetstar.com for all the info and uh, at yourtechlife.com Two Blokes Talking Tech is brought to you by Trend Micro, Netgear and Samsung. 
But uh, Trend Micro, their mobile security, they've actually released Personal Edition for Android. Smartphones are the new frontier for cyber criminals. That, that's why Trend Micro, they've really responded with this new mobile security Personal Edition for your Android smartphone. Now, the app scanner feature checks each new app against Trend Micro's up-to-date and expanding database so it can block any malware from infecting your phone. So you can surf, call, and text securely. So it'll keep you and your kids safe online. You can avoid any unwanted contact and even block out numbers and filter out any annoying calls. Uh, Trend Micro Mobile Security Personal Edition for Androids available now at Harvey Norman, Dick Smith, and all other authorised resellers. And for more information, you can visit trendmicro.com.au. You know, sometimes I uh, I enjoy reading about new products and technologies. Sometimes I just get confused by them, and this this falls into the latter category. BlackBerry social music sharing thing experience, BlackBerry Music, BBM. I'm a BlackBerry fan. I haven't used it for a little while. I'll go back to it soon. But they've, they've launched this service, which is essentially their answer to all the other music services out there. But, geez, I hope you understand it, mate, because essentially it's all about not only just getting access to songs, but sharing your songs, a limited yeah. number of songs per month with your friends, because that's the BlackBerry experience. The BlackBerry experience that they, they're trying to push is the, is the sharing and friending. So you've got your BlackBerry Messenger and all these great ways to communicate with your friends. Essentially, they're saying now if you've got a whole stack of songs, you can share up to 25 songs a month with your friends. Um, but it is a little complicated when you read through the detail, I think. I think so too. I think well, one of the one of the strengths of the BlackBerry uh, is BlackBerry Messenger. I think that's a, a for for the dedicated BlackBerry users. That's a real key feature where they can message each other for free. Yeah. Uh, similar service now with iOS I, iOS five devices. The iMessage is sort of tapped yep. into that into that feature. But I think they were trying to build on that with this music application. That I think you know with all their best intentions, they they were aiming to help people access music, but also to build on the BBM. Uh, it is a bit confusing. I think you they're offering a free 30-day trial, so you can select your first 50 songs from a catalogue of more than a million tracks. So, mm. But the next step is to encourage your friends to get on there. It's a bit like sort of multi-level marketing. You've got to get your it's friends on there. It's a pyramid scheme. <laughs> and the more friends you get on, the more songs you enjoy. It's sort mm. of uh, a little bit like the Amway of uh, BlackBerry uh, with, with your music service there. So the more people you get, the more songs you can enjoy. Because that's what they're saying. They're saying if you, if you can swap 25 songs a month and you've got 25 friends, you've got a 1,250 song collection but and I've been on BlackBerry for a long time and I've never had more than three people on BlackBerry Messenger because I I, I don't use it that way I've just got it for my wife when she had a BlackBerry and you know, a couple of work friends because they use BlackBerry as well I don't have a really social network on the BlackBerry so I don't feel I'm going to get a great advantage out of it well, I'm in the same boat. I think if unless you've got you know, heaps, like 10, 20, 30 friends on your BBM, uh, I don't think this service is enough to mm. make you go out of your way to build up your BlackBerry Messenger friend list. When you compare it to what's on offer from you know Samsung and all the different players now, uh, it, you know Samsung have got the, the streaming thing, Motorola have got the access to your own computer thing, iTunes have got, they've got the obvious advantage of the iTunes store and the whole re-downloading songs now. It does fall behind now, unfortunately, for BlackBerry. So interesting yeah. to see how many people get into it, um, but it's available now and there's a, a 30-day trial available too. So... Uh, interesting, and if you're, if you're using a BlackBerry and you want to check out BlackBerry Messenger uh, music, let us know, because I'd be very keen to hear from people using it. Now, 
Now, I don't know whether you're a fisherman at all, Trevor, but I do no. know that the there are some fishermen who do like to sort of stretch the truth a little bit about the mm. size of their catch occasionally. Yep. But this one fisherman, though, had a very interesting catch. Uh, he actually hooked a Panasonic Lumix FT10 while fishing in Cowan Creek in Sydney, which is, I think, up the Hawkesbury River. Yep, I've been there. Uh, and well, the FT10 is an underwater camera, so... It was he was reeling reeling in he thought he's hooked something and up 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 comes the FT ten and to his surprise it was still working and there were a hundred and fifty images on the camera. So now he's contacted Panasonic and they're trying to locate the owner. So now I read this and this is a this is not particularly a family podcast, so apologies if any kids are listening, but I call bullshit on this when I first saw it. <laughs> Um, this just looked to me like a social media stupid marketing plan. You know, some ponytail bandit driving a Porsche came out with an idea at a marketing meeting. Oh, let's you know, let's pretend, you know, whatever. And and I actually uh, looked this guy up. I actually found his workplace because they listed it on the thing. And I, I was about to call him, and then I read a story. One of the you know SMH or something actually did the same thing. And, and it's fair dinkum. He actually found. I I've got to be honest. I don't believe that he actually, you know, threw a hook out and caught a camera. I think, you know, he found it on the shoreline or something like that. I don't care. He he did actually find the camera, as best we can we can tell. And they've now released not only, you know, random photos, but they've also released today or, or recently a photo of a couple, like a couple of people, like a couple of young girls with their faces blurred out because they're worried about privacy issues. Yep. I think that's why they were doing that. And um, and it, this is actually someone's bloody camera. It's quite amazing. It's really interesting, isn't it? And, and look, look, good on Panasonic because it's a great advertisement for their product. It's apparently sat on the bottom of the river for a week. The, the, it was found on October the 15th. The last image was taken a week before that, so you can mm. safely assume it'd been there for a week. So great ad for the device. Uh, it, it's got a, it, it can go to a depth of 10 metres, shockproof, waterproof, obviously. So... Very clever of Panasonic to jump onto this one, and, I, and they create. They even took the guy. His name's he's got a he's got a quite a strange name, Adam Biro. So mm. no wonder you probably thought it was a fake. But they actually took Adam back out to the spot on the river where he found the camera, and he shot a little YouTube video, which I've actually embedded in the story on Tech Guide. Mm. I read about this last week, and uh, explaining how he caught the camera, the uh, how he hooked the camera, and how he's looking for the rightful owner now. And, so, and the uh, interesting thing about this very is very unusual. Th- this they've, one. they've released it to try and a get public and also find the owner but the, 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 the funny thing about this is they've got bugger all publicity because everyone's scared okay all the TV networks are scared to talk about this because they don't want to end up on Media Watch and Gruen Transfer because they've, they've fallen for the bait so they would actually I like that. Is that did you mean that? that's a great pun <laughs> You're a genius. That's a very good point. That, like, if that, do you see what I'm saying? Like, I'm taking yeah. the Mickey because I'm actually still a little bit nervous for myself. Well, you know? Can I just continue the pun because they got me hook, line, and sinker? <laughs> I wrote the story as well. Yeah, so. but but that do you see my point? If if it wasn't so unbelievable, they'd have a massive publicity, and they probably would have found the owner by now. Well, I think we. I th- I'm going to put it on Panasonic. I think we we contact Panasonic during the week and get an official response, and we'll report on that in ne- on next week's podcast. How's that? I'm prepared to go to Three Blokes Talking Tech if he wants to come on the show. <laughs> what the? You mean the, the person fisherman. who owns the camera, or I'll get Panasonic's him, managing director? I'll get him, I'll get the the person that uh, that found the camera on your tech life and grill him. Anyway, <laughs> it is interesting, and you can check it all out. You've written a story on it at, at techguide.com.au, and, and there's a blog and everything on Panasonic. They're tweeting about it every five minutes, so they should find the owner. Uh, <laughs> this is Two Blokes Talking Tech. <laughs> Uh, 
I love my Foxtel, and it's one of my favourite apps whenever someone says to me, you know, put you on the spot, favourite apps. We've done it before with Media Week and stuff like that. <laughs> I love my Foxtel app. I think it's fantastic to be able to look at what's on and also set recordings. They they released, just quickly, they released an update um, just uh, end of last week. Um, you know, so instead of just being able to set a reminder for a show or record a show, if the show is on right now or five minutes away from being on, you can press change channel and it will change the channel. I just reckon that's so cool. So what it sends, so it, it turns it into a remote. So if you're exactly, if, can you use it while you're at home then as, as, a, well, as a remote control. Here's the thing: of course you can because you're sitting at home. You can change the channel. It takes oh, I don't know one and a half, two seconds for the command to come through and change the channel. Okay. But the funniest part about this for me is I'm sitting at work. I got the press. I said, oh yeah, download it. No worries. And I went, oh yeah, press that button. Do yeah, good. And then I text my wife and said, hey, you near a TV because I just want to test something out. And she goes, did you just change the channel? <laughs> and I went. Yes, I did. It works. Uh, so, very cool. You can be anywhere in the world, quite frankly, and change the channel, which is good, but it's also waiting for practical jokes from your friends and family. Oh. So, um, you know, just be warned that anyone that has access to your fo- Foxtel guide on their iPhone also has access to changing the channel now from anywhere in the world. So, don't trust anyone when it comes to your Foxtel. <laughs> Two Blokes Talking Tech is also brought to you by Samsung, and the Samsung Galaxy S2 is one of the leading Android smartphones. It's got a 4.3 Super AMOLED Plus screen, arguably the clearest, brightest screen on a smartphone today. Stunning screen. It's also got a dual-core processor, so not only does it have the looks, it's also got the speed and plenty of features on board. It's only 8.49 millimetres thick, which is quite thin. Mm. Plenty of plenty of features as well. There's a game hub, readers hub, and a social hub, so you can get all of your aggregate, all your social, all your social content in one place. But recently, they just released also the Music Hub. So the Samsung Galaxy S2 can not only be your smartphone, it could also become your music library using the Music Hub service. Now, it's free to try till the end of the year. And what it is, streaming service where you can uh, cache up to 200 songs on the device, but stream as many as you like. So there's an easy way to try out new music without being burdened with songs that you're never going to play again. So check it out. The Samsung Galaxy S2. For more information, you can go to samsung.com.au. Two blokes talking tech. You're listening to Two Blokes Talking Tech. With Trevor Long and Stephen Fennick. Now, Aussies have been known to be uh, early adopters when it comes to technology. They like, We yeah. love tech down here. Mm. And we also love spending uh, on digital products. Now, this is a really interesting uh, story. The Tel- Telsite did uh, a bit of a report, uh, an analysis of the amount of money we're spending on digital products. Now, by digital products, I mean things like music, apps, ebooks, online games, uh, streaming, streaming subscriptions for internet, for, for movie, movie services. Uh, Android Marketplace, all these things, hmm. and it found that our spending on these digital goods are going to exceed $2 billion this year. That's Damn. extraordinary, considering a lot of these markets didn't even exist as recently as two to three years ago. That's right. We've talked about this a few times before. When you think about what the, the, the money we spend every month, you know, a year or three ago or five, it's just amazing that there is, there is this whole new spending market been created, and I, I, someone else needs to do a study into what what we stopped doing or the fact that we've just got so much money now. But it is two 
billion dollars, my lord! It's just and, staggering. And they're predicting. Telsite predicts that the spending will increase by as much as eighteen percent by two thousand and fifteen. So you think about it. A great example is look, music. Like no one buys CDs anymore. We're, we're downloading music. Mm-hmm. But another recent recent addition is is apps. Now, four years ago, there was no such thing as an app store. Mm. Even ebooks, like who had a Kindle three years yeah, ago, two yeah. years ago? It's another thing that's that, that's a new. It's become another digital part of our life, and therefore we're going to be directing money that we normally spend on CDs and printed books and these sort of things. Hmm. We're now directing to the digital product. It's interesting stuff, and it just goes to show how much uh, discretionary income we uh, we seem to have because two billion bucks is a lot of money. We'll keep pacing through because we've got a lot to get through and only five minutes left. But, mate, something we talked about with Siri, the iPhone 4S personal assistant, um, when you first had it, you said to me that it's fantastic. And you just had noticed that even in your car with a car kit, it maybe wasn't as responsive because you needed to, you know, it wasn't quite as familiar because of the ambient noise, perhaps. I don't know why. but And you found a solution to that problem. That's right, yes. Yeah. Strike Australia has come up with what it claims is the first Bluetooth car kit that is 100% compatible with the iPhone's voice-controlled assistant, Siri. Now, during my testing, I found that the accuracy of Siri took a bit of a hit because it was going through the car's microphone rather than the iPhone 4S's noise cancellation, yeah. noise cancelling microphone. So quality sort of took a, went downhill a little bit. But with the Strike's new system, the IK1, they're, they've actually included uh, their acoustic engineers have come up with a harmonic audio reproduction which in other words the microphone's really good so it's going to give you excellent feedback when you're talking to Siri because let's face it Siri using it in the car is one of the great features where you can hear your messages and reply to them on the go. It's uh, very useful, and uh, if you've got Siri and you've got, especially if you don't have an inbuilt car kit in your car, obviously you're not going to, you know, switch to a whole new thing. But I'm, for example, I'm driving around now with the, the Motorola Razr, and I've just put the Motorola car kit in. If you're going to put a car kit in, you got Siri. That's the one to get the Siri car kit from Strike. Two blokes talking tech. You're listening to Two Blokes Talking Tech with Trevor Long and Stephen Fennick. Now. Oh, you know I'm a big fan of apps. I'm always on the on the search, on the lookout for a new app for my iPhone, Absolutely. my Android device, or the iPad. And I've come across one called Capture Notes 2, which for us as journalists, it's a really handy app that turns your iPad into a really advanced notebook. Now, it gives you three options to take your notes. Now, first option is you can write them on the screen. Second mm-hmm. option is you can type using the virtual keyboard. But the third option is that you can actually record everything that's going on as well. Oh, you might right. even want to combine all three. At the same so time. It's a great thing for students or anyone who takes notes. Like if we're at a press conference or doing do at some kind of event where we need to record whatever's going on and, and, and we can annotate that recording with notes. You can put little flags like little post-it notes on the screen, virtual post-it notes. So excellent app that you should check out. And it's called Capture Notes, and you can read all about it at, two, at techguide.com.au. Two Blokes Talking Tech. You're listening to Two Blokes Talking Tech with Trevor Long 
And as Stephen said, thanks to the good people at Trend Micro, Samsung and Netgear. Netgear.com.au for anything networking in your home or your small business. Netgear have got you covered. Uh, whether you need the best in uh, routers and wireless solutions for your home, wireless range extenders if you've got a bigger home than maybe your router is currently covering, or you can get simple solutions like internet over your uh, power line, power line ethernet it's called, or uh, Wi-Fi solutions for perhaps your TV. If your smart TV is not connected via the Wi-Fi, you can get a universal Wi-Fi um, uh, adapter for that. So there's plenty of products from Netgear. Netgear.com.au for anything networking. Netgear.com.au Two Blokes Talking Tech You're listening to Two Blokes Talking Tech with Trevor Long and Stephen Fennick. Mate, I've had on my desk for a little while now a thing called uh, Clear Wraps for tablet PCs, but I've got to be honest I thought it was a joke. Uh, it's a thing you know, you put your iPad in and you can kind of protect it from water. I would never take it anywhere in intense water, but certainly feel like it's protected from splashes and stuff. But you've found something quite unique i have yeah there's a is an ipad case from simplism which is actually an underwater case now <laughs> if you've ever felt the urge to use your ipad in the shower uh well you can now with the simplism waterproof case if you're sitting by the pool you know summer's coming up you might want to be sitting by the pool you might want to take it down the beach you might be using it in the kitchen while you're cooking and washing up but the, uh, the Simplism case gives it that kind of protection where you can actually submerge this in a metre of water. It's got the proper IPX7 certification. So it can be submerged in up to a metre of water for up to 30 minutes. Oh, why? why would you need to do that? That's what I don't get. Some people are so attached to their iPad, they can't... They can't to not have it with them. So even in the bath and in the shower, they can still use their iPad, still use their Foxtel app, still watch videos. It's all there for them. You had me at Foxtel app, and you can read all about it at techguide.com.au. Well, the telecommunications industry ombudsman released a very interesting report. Mm. Uh, the The number of complaints related to mobile phones have increased dramatically by yeah. up to fifty one percent, and they put this down to the main main things people complain about are service faults, yep, and also the increase in smartphone use. I think a lot of people new to the smartphone not realizing what they're getting into with the added data costs, uh, and the other part of it, the Vodafone problems from early in the year also contributed to this spike in complaints. So it's uh, just goes to show that the mobile industry really have to work hard to keep their customers satisfied. It is. And and the interesting thing is Telstra are really happy with these kind of reports because they used to cop it big time Telstra uh, in every department. They've, they've put a lot of effort into uh, customer service and I don't begrudge them the fact that that has helped them. But really what's helped Telstra is the fact that the other carriers have had such a big problem. And as you say, the Vodafone issue. Vodafone were quick today to put out more more information about their new and expanding uh, rollout of the new 850 network. But in the end, they've still got a lot of ground to cover with people out there. You know, whenever you tell someone you you know about Vodafone, they always reflect on that bad time. And it's a, it's a real burden they're going to have to bear for a long time. It's hard to believe, yeah, there were one hundred more than 197,000 complaints. Yeah. Uh, so that's a lot of complaints, and, and apparently more than 32,000 of those were all, some of were related to Vodafone alone. So there's some uh, big numbers out there, but I th- thought the interesting one was the increase in smartphone use. Sort of a few people caught off guard with maybe a bit of bill shock with the data and, and yeah. the amount of calls they made. So uh, I think it's something that not only the customer has to keep an eye on, but also the it's up to the carriers also to help their customers 
customers realise that that these are things may be involved. And also keeping the pressure off some other other people is uh, home phone. Um, normal internet uh, complaints have gone down, so they'd be very happy happy customers there, uh, and, and especially the companies involved. Uh, Pretty much Vodafone have taken the shine off all those people. And you can read the basic information at techguide.com.au as well as a link to the full TIO report. Two Blokes Talking Tech. You're listening to Two Blokes Talking Tech. With Trevor Long and Stephen Fennick. Uh, that has been Two Blokes Talking Tech for week 37. And it's been a lovely pleasure to talk to you, mate. And we shall talk again next week. And if people want to get in touch, yes, TwoBlokesTalkingTech.com or you can download us at iTunes. Talk to you then, mate. Thank you. 